What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome. It's Haberman and Middlecoff brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Tito's Handmade Vodka, that is number one. Numero uno. You're going to have some people over to your house. You're going to go to somebody's house, maybe for Thanksgiving next week. What do you have to have stocked? Tito's. What do you have in your hand when they open the door? Tito's. That makes you a great guest and a great host. Yeah, I mean, you got to have a Tito's when you're eating Thanksgiving dinner and you got the 49ers on TV. So that's a pretty sweet uh, Thanksgiving week. God, it comes at you fast. Time flies as you get older. But, you know, I, I got I to cheers, a special cheers for I got a text from uh, from a couple people. Did you just see what happened? I said, no. What are you talking about? And then I get the clip of Draymond Green choking out a guy that he clearly hates with the passion of and the fire of a thousand suns. And it wasn't just a chokehold. It was a chokehold and dragged him around the field or the court. And Steve Kerr was even telling him, let go, let go. And he would drag Rudy Gobert, who is an enormous human. Well, he's not that heavy. He's probably heavier than you think just because how big he is. I mean, he, isn't he like seven, four? I mean, he's huge, huge. Draymond dragged him around. Like it was varsity versus JV, like a, 10th grader would do to a, his fifth grade brother. That that was the power and that the, the anger, the hatred he had toward him. I don't think he does that to any player, but cheers to Draymond who makes an in-season tournament, which I, I, I hate to be the hater, which is just stupid. I, I think Adam Silver is awful. But if they suspend him, Draymond's raising awareness. The yesterday, not just him, but Anthony Davis gets in the fight. Like, Adam Silver, let this Let's get back to our roots in the NBA. Let's some fights, some animosity. Like, you lost that. Like, no one's watching James Harden. Do not suspend these guys. Let this action, this animosity, let the hatred. Like, that's sports, man. You've lost that. You kind of got it back. I had the game on, and the second that happened, it changed how interested I was in the game. Even though they lost Clay and they lost Draymond. I just Half a minute in! I know. I was watching. I had it on. Uh, I couldn't believe they ejected Clay Thompson from the game for it. Um, I've heard a lot of people talking today. I've been kind of paying attention. Like, what do people think as we're recording this? It's before the suspension gets handed out. So by the time you're listening to this, you might already know. I was in my head. I was like, 
two games max. People are talking like two weeks just because it's Draymond. Of all the crazy things Draymond's done, um, this one to me was well down the list. He was breaking up a fight. And who likes Rudy anyway? Doesn't seem like many people do. His old team didn't like him. So I, I, thought I, it was, I don't I don't think he you, should be suspended. I will say this. Rudy had He's a line good. after, and I haven't seen it. I saw Tom Haberstroh, no relation. Haberstroh, Haberstroh, no relation. Uh, from ESPN, I guess dove into the numbers, but it was behind a paywall, so I couldn't see. Rudy Gobert said after the game that Draymond tries to get ejected when Steph isn't playing. Haberstroh apparently went to look and see when Draymond gets suspended, uh, ejected, and if he gets ejected more when Steph's not playing. So um, if that's true, that's an interesting little little bit of uh, shit talking by uh, Rudy. That'd be interesting. But nonetheless, a toast to Draymond for uh, keeping it real, John. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito's is 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof crafted to be savored responsibly. How many quarterbacks do you think on average make the NFL Pro Bowl? With the dropouts now? Yep. Just the whole number. On a given year? Yeah. Just like what this year, how many guys think going to be pro bowlers? Last year, I can tell you what it was. If, well, there's three. There's technically three guys on each team, correct? Like there are three quarterbacks? Yeah. Is that the I way? Think, I mean, it's changed, but I think it's, as I remember it, it's usually three. Uh, so let's go 11. Yeah. 11. Good, good pick. 11 was the number of guys that combined AFC NFC made the pro bowl last year. That's outrageous. It is outrageous. It also means that the Niners may be playing a Pro Bowl quarterback this week in Baker Mayfield. Your NFC quarterback leaders in touchdowns thrown. Cousins, one. He's not playing in the game. Howell is number two. I mean, Cousins was on pace for like 45 touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, he's got 18. He still leads <laughs> the NFC in touchdown passes. You're he right. played he, a couple weeks. He's going to be starting the <laughs> NFC Pro Bowl or whatever seven on seven competition, whatever the hell they it did. was. It, 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 it was aging. Obviously, he tore his Achilles kind of immediately after. It wasn't that bad of a loss in the grand scheme of things. When he was, if they would have won like eleven games, he would have been in the MVP conversation. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sam Howell is true. I knew it. Well, yeah. Hertz and Brock Purdy are tied for third most touchdown passes in the NFL, and Goff and Baker are tied for fourth most touchdowns. In the NFL. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six quarterbacks I just named. Take Cousins out. There's five left. One of those guys, let's say he's playing in the Super Bowl, Brock. So there's four left. Howell, Hurts, Goff, and Baker. The likelihood that you've got Baker and Goff representing the NFC in the Pro Bowl or some combination along with Hurts and maybe Howell, I don't know. It's pretty high. I looked. I was blown away. I was listening to some uh, WDAE. I like to check in on the radio stations from around the nation, John. And the, one of the hosts today is like, you know, I know some people aren't going to be happy about this, but I don't think the organization sold on Baker. They're taking a wait-and-see approach. <laughs> like, you don't think? So We signed a one-year, $4 million contract, and Jason Light said he called them. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, let's face it. One of the four guys, right, the NFC is going to be represented by the 49ers, the Eagles, the Lions, or the Cowboys. Like, those are the best four teams in the NFC. And oh, no you know, one's I think even I close. left Dak out on that list. I probably shortchanged Dak. I think Dak has like 16 or 17. Dak, Dak has 17, so he's in there after Hal, actually. So that, that, that group of four, one of those guys is going to go to the Super Bowl. I, I would bet every dollar I had, my life savings, my home, my car, everything, one of those four guys. It would be the in, most insane upset in the history of sports. Would you agree? 
if one of those four teams is not representing the NFC. Yeah. Yep. Like Derek Carr and the Saints, Josh Dobbs. Like, who are the other possibilities? They they don't exist. Seattle, I guess, but that that would even be insane that Pete Carroll gets back to the Super Bowl with Geno Smith rattling off victories. Uh, is is Brock Purdy a Pro Bowler? Like when yeah. you think about it, there's well, there's four guys for three spots. Now, if you just a true Pro Bowler, like is he is he true one bowler. of the three best true Pro Bowler? Dak, Hurts, Brock, and Goff. With Cousins now out. Right. With Cousins healthy, Cousins is in first. You know, it feels like Jalen or Dak, whoever had the better numbers, would just get the nod over Brock. Would you agree with that? Whoever wins that division would get the nod over Brock? Uh, Yeah, I would agree with that. And Although, then he he would have to have an equivalent season of the other guy, you know, and I still think they just have the momentum. They've been in the spotlight a little longer, even though Jalen's only been good at this level for like a year. He's been so famous for so long. Like he's just much more famous. Do you agree? Like just as a player mm-hmm. than Brock, mm-hmm. you know, going back to his Alabama days. Yeah. But, you know, statistically, they're basically even. So because I, I think Dak would get in over him. Uh, because Dak's going to end up throwing more than likely way more touchdowns. He's got two more touchdowns than Brock right now. But over the course of the season, that might be the difference of four or five. Yeah. Right. And the, the 49ers, four let's face it. Four or five and same number of picks. Brock's got one less. Beat him. Beat him. Maybe beats him again. If you play again, I don't know. I mean, beat him last year, although Brock didn't get the credit for that, rightfully. But your Pro Bowl status doesn't is not impacted by the playoffs. If Dak has slightly better numbers, but you know they're the five seed or whatever, I don't even I think that. I, I'm not even. A, I'm, I'm not trying to defend Dak is better than Purdy or whatever. I'm just saying this. We just know how this works, right? Like right? the AFC. The AFC starts with Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Burrow in the Pro Bowl, <laughs> and then it has to play out. Like I, yeah. I, I do. But I do believe like the NFC started this year with like Dak and Jalen in it. Cousins kind of on the fringe, and then Cousins just breaks down the door. He's in it. It's just the way – it's the nature of sports. Like, that's the way all-star games work. Like, there are certain guys just in all-star games. And you're like, is this guy – like, James Harden's no longer an all-star. I'm sorry. But, like, for the last decade, he just starts the year as one. Right? You know what I'm saying? I do. But, you know, then what happened in the AFC this year is Tua got off to a crazy start. C.J. Stroud's playing really well. Well, that's what I'm saying. Things change. Things change in the AFC. Nothing's really changed in the NFC. This year. Well, Pur- Purdy's established because last year you could, I mean, people were make the argument and it was fair. Like, is this going to continue? And then he's injured and he comes back and through whatever. What's their record around six and three? Through, so through nine games, got 15 touchdowns. He's on pace for 30 touchdowns and they're going to do it. Like he's just doing it again because he was a pro bowl level guy that stretch, but you got to earn it, right? You got to, or you got to sustain it, I guess is a better way to say it. And he's Tell me sustaining if- it. He is, Comparing him and Hertz, Hertz is one percent better in completion percent. Sorry, point one percent better in completion. Point one percent better in completion percentage. He has thrown for eighteen more yards this year than Brock, so that's exactly two more yards per game. They have the same number of touchdown passes. Hertz has three more interceptions. Brock is higher in the yards per uh, yards per attempt, and obviously Hertz is, you know, extremely. I, I'm not saying this to say they're the same player, but obviously Hertz brings a whole running element as well. But he doesn't um, run as much as he used to. No, he's hurt, right? Would you agree with that when you watch him? Like, he doesn't look 100%. No. Um, 
tell me if you agree with this on Brock. Like, I'd say Purdy's been better in Hurts this year. Because like Brock lost them a I mean, game, Hertz, but but Hertz, Hertz lost them the Jets game. Yeah, but they've also won a couple games where they did not have it going on. Where the Niners have yet to like really win a game where they don't have it going on. Yeah, they've played consistently in the three games the Niners lost, especially Minnesota and Cleveland. They won those games because kind of Jalen made some big plays at the end of the game, and their quarterback was the opposite. Yeah, you gotta you gotta win with your beat. Like, let's see you go win when your team has a C plus B minus game, and you got to go make plays at the end. I, I would say the big difference between the two players throw out the numbers, which are borderline identical. If you're an Eagles fan and you're down three points, or it's a tie game, or you're down four points in the middle of the fourth quarter, you feel confident with your guy. I think there is still some unknown with Purdy because we saw that spot, like this is his moment. Now he might have been concussed, whatever. He had another moment against Cincinnati. It completely unraveled. So he has yet to, you know, do it this year. He had the one moment last year against the Raiders, kind of playing with house money at the time. Like that wasn't, they were going to the playoffs. It was about seating or whatever, but it was really his, it felt like I, I would imagine if we look back, like it's only comeback because they, most of the games they've won with him have been, ass kickings in the regular season. I mean, they, he's been a part of a lot of ass kickings, which you get credit for as a player. Yeah. yeah. But ultimately, and Fred said this after they were losing, like that's not normal NFL. Like Hertz is uh, playing in a lot of normal NFL games, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, so this is, it leads me to the question I was going to ask you. Here's where I'm at with Brock. Cause you brought up like the stats and last year, can he do it again? And um, I still think we got to wait and see like kind of how the, all the efficiency numbers in the end, the touchdown interceptions, he didn't throw any, and then he threw them in bunches. What does he do late in games? All that stuff. But in terms of waiting for defenses to do something that he's not going to be ready for or waiting for somebody to hit him in the mouth so many times that he backs down or waiting for him to look overwhelmed, I'm good with him there. Like he's He has – there's still a lot to go – a long way to go before you're a franchise quarterback. But in terms of just proving like it wasn't – not the efficiency part of it, but just him belonging in the NFL wasn't a fluke. I do think he's pro. He has proven he belongs. Like that part's not a fluke with him. What do you think? I agree. Jury's yeah. not totally. still out for you. No, totally agree. The char- the character stuff. Uh, the character is wrong way to put it. The intangible football stuff. I, I and I think this this is why I think he has a lot in common. Honestly, with Dak and, and with with. Uh, Obviously, with Jalen, is you kind of knew right away. You're like the wiring from football competitiveness doesn't mean it's always going to work, but you feel very good about the player handling shit, right? In the huddle, locking in, not being overwhelmed. Doesn't mean that the result is going to be great, but I think he passes that test with flying colors. I think the NFC actually has a lot of that, right? Like, say what you want. Jared Goff's got a lot of fucking like mental toughness. He's got some Alex Smith level stuff. Jalen, what he's overcome in terms of just getting benched having to beat out Carson, just it's it's right mindset. Dak has been, you know, a high-level guy from the jump. So it's just that's what you're dealing with. And Cousins, you know, another guy that I think Minnesota proved, like, that, hell, they might make the playoffs still, but, like, he he brings a lot of that to the table. Like, the NFC is less about, like, are these some of the greatest players we've ever seen? <laughs> and more just, like, incredible stories. I, I You know, the, obviously, Jalen now is rich and Dak's rich and Cousins is rich. But their story is a lot different than like, yeah, Mahomes' first year starting, he won the MVP. <laughs> you know, yeah, Joe Burrow, uh, greatest college season ever, got to the pros by the second year, he's got the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Fucking superstar. Josh Allen couldn't hit water from a boat, 
three years in, it's like, yeah, this might be the second best quarterback in the league. <laughs> you know, everyone's constantly talking shit about the NFC guys. Like Dak sucks. Cousins is a is a bum on prime time. Jalen, most people like myself thought he was a running back. Brock Purdy, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it, the NFC's got a lot of like uh similar stories in a weird way. A lot of mid-round picks, right? I mean, Jalen of the guys, I guess Jared was the number one overall pick. But uh, Jalen second rounder, Dak fourth, Cousins fourth, Purdy seventh. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not a lot of just from the jump. The building's yours. Hey, well, I mean, Cousins. Did you say Cousins? I said, yeah. Yeah. Okay. A, he, um, I'll add one to that. Sounds crazy, though. I got res- I'm, I've, I've got respect for Baker's career. He's on his fourth team. In one, two, three, four, five, six years, he played for the Browns. Well, he's he's played, had he, he's. I mean, his last year, he's checked about three of them, right? Three teams. Yep. I'm not. I mean, it hasn't gone well. It's been a failure from a draft pick perspective. But I think sometimes there's guys in his position that just kind of shut it down. He's throwing 116 touchdowns and 69 picks this year. He's 14 touchdowns and five picks, 65. percent He's already thrown for over 2,000 yards. I mean, he's not gonna. Look, you know, you're not going to look up and he will have fulfilled it, kind of the hopes and dreams people had for him. But you are going to look up. It feels like and Baker will have just played for. I don't know. I think he resurrected his career this year for sure. Well, you think he's going to make him a starter next year? No, but when I say resurrect his career, like he's got another five, six, seven yeah. years, kind of that fringe moment. Bad team can do this. Good team. Like you don't think like Andy Reid or the Bills or hey, three, four million to be my backup. I I've developed some respect for Baker. I got to tell you, I really have. This is what I'm saying. Uh, I think we talked about it yesterday with Kyler. We just we just mature at later years. And I, I think some of these guys from high that were – now, Baker, unlike Kyler, wasn't a super high pick. But once you become a star in college, you start getting – at the colleges these guys go to, you start getting treated like a superstar. You mean he wasn't a high recruit? It wasn't a high recruit. Had to walk on yeah. multiple places, but by the time he left Oklahoma, he was kind of anointed Heisman. Just had been a star there for several years, number one overall pick, and kind of helped the Browns get back going. And then it kind of derailed. But I, I what I'm saying is, five is third year, and they beat the Steelers in the playoffs. Twenty six touchdowns, eight picks. I watch him though, and I think backup. And I when I say backup, I, I don't mean like right now. He's probably somewhere between 20 and 30, but you can't have guy 20 and 30 and be a good team. So like if he was the 10th guy, not the 23rd guy, they would not be four and five. They would be six and three. Cause they, like Kyle said on the press conference, like they've been in a lot of tight games, right? Like part of like you watch the Raiders, you're like, or, or the jets. A lot of teams are just, if we just had the 14th best quarterback, those two losses that make us, you know, three and five, we're five and three. So that's that's what the league comes down to. So like the difference in the 49ers, they've gotten really good quarterback play 80% of the time. Honestly, like 90% of the time, his shitty quarterback play just came on inopportune times. Like you can't be 50-50. Like the Saints, I've watched a lot of cards. Like he's not, he's playing closer to the Baker style than he is what I think they paid him to be, which was at the bottom tier of the Dak Cousins and what's crazy is this, we talk about the improving or not improving. 
Dax has been, you know, I think considered by most people a better player than Cousins, but like Cousins just kept getting better. And, and both of them, like they're just good. Like they keep getting better. They never feel they have bad games, but they never feel like they're getting shittier. And that's what like Jimmy, Derek, like, I'm sorry, Bob, you're not in that tier anymore. You're paid like it still. I mean, Jimmy's a fucking backup now. Would you rather have Jimmy or Baker? Assuming Baker. that Baker is like, you know, clearly yeah, got his head on straight and a good guy now. Baker. It seems like Jimmy, you know, Jimmy's starting to like uh, pay attention when he's not in the game is the story, you know, help it out. Keep an eye on things. Uh, the Niners felt like he didn't stay engaged at a certain point, which but whatever. This, but, separate but, story. But, but, I know, but that gets back to when you, they the whole mercenary situation with him on the side and the way it was like playing out with the trade and we're only going to get, when you start doing that, the other side doesn't just get to be like, well, I'm all in no matter what. You can just treat me like uh, like just an asset float me out here. and I'll, I'll be cool no matter what. I'll, I'll die for you. If you're going to die, I'm going to die too. Matt Rule style. So like the Niners kind of signed up for that would be my take. The counter It's hard, is, it's hard for counter- me to complain about him not doing everything to come back from an injury. Like, yeah, he's kind of checked out. Welcome to life. The counter to that is he doesn't have to do it for them. But if it's true that he could have maybe gotten himself back and ready, by the end of the season or by the postseason, then he potentially cost himself a chance to trot onto the field in the NFC Championship game, be the superhero that helps the Niners get to the Super Bowl and play in another Super Bowl. He, and if, if and I don't know. I mean, there are some people around the Niners that think that Jimmy could have gotten himself back. I don't know that he could have. But he had, but he had to get surgery when he signed the Raiders contract. I understand. That's, that's that's to pass a physical to sign. That's different than are you good enough to play, right? What if he knew that, like, hey, this could go? Like, why is it working? He might have. Yep, he might have. But I'm just saying, in the scenario we're talking about, which is, could he have gotten himself back on the field? And I'm, and I understand what you're saying. It's a very, what you're describing is a very real world human thing. Like, hey, you treat me like shit. I'm not going to work my ass off to get back on the field for you. That's fine. Like, it's business. I get it. I'm worried about my career, not about your team. I'm just saying. In that scenario, you kind of cut off your nose to spite your face, right? It's like, hey, I'm not yeah, going to you guys. I'm not going to do it for you guys. Well, it wouldn't have been for them. It would have been him tra- jogging onto the field to be the superhero in the NFC. Well, like I, I haven't practiced. I, I, I think no. the the other thing, it, it wasn't just hey, you know, Kyle had said something poorly. Like it had been a kind of a two year running draft. A guy moved on. Like it was, it was bound to happen. I'd say there, there's a reason most people, the moment they move on, I, I said this when they kept him around, like. Andy Reid just traded Alex Smith. And remember, they could have traded him, but they couldn't quite get enough because the physical, it's like, well, you guys are playing with fire. And then, like, they get their perfect world. They get them back for $5 million, and then it kind of went. You Like, for example. They took advantage you just ha- of his situation, right? That's how Yeah, and, and he was like, whatever. But, like, you don't have an all-in guy. Like, right now, if Sam Darnold or something like that happened, that would be a dark cloud on his career that he couldn't shake. I, I think a lot of people would go, like, yeah, I mean, I understand. Like the 49, it was a fucked up situation all the way around. Like the Niners get blamed for creating the weirdness, I guess, is what I would say. Not, I'm not giving them full blame. I'm just saying, like, they split responsibility. Like, I, I can't just say, like, Jimmy's a slap. Yeah, you can't because, ask. I can't ask for your total loyalty. Right. Yeah, they that, can't that, ask that's, that's all I'm saying. And I understand. I think that's legitimate. I'm just saying in the when end, I was loyal, helped out Trey, and then I was ready to go when you needed me, and then I broke my foot for you. Yeah. 
Uh, he was he put his body on the line repeatedly for them. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just saying in the end, if he could have played in that game and gotten himself back in that game and been available for that game, it wouldn't have been for Kyle. It would have been one of the greatest moments of his own career. Hot take, like the version that Jimmy had kind of become. <laughs> it was better than it was a one score game with Josh Johnson. Yeah, it was better, but I mean, I don't think they beat the Eagles with Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo over every series but the first. I, I would still I would take the Eagles with Jimmy Garoppolo coming not having practice or whatever. I didn't obviously you would you would rather have him than what they had. I, yeah. But do, do you would you have picked if I told you right now scenario, Jimmy comes in, he had just kind of practiced that week. They beat the Eagles in Philly in that situation. Were they going to beat the Eagles with the quarterback they had? Were they going to beat the Eagles with Brock Purdy healthy? I mean, I know, like that'll be for another time. But like, he would I, give them the best chance. Obviously. Of course, he would. But like the idea, like I think the Niners are going to walk into Philly. Like we got a target. We're here to right the wrong. Philly's got a target on the Niners. They are annoyed and tired of hearing the Niners talk about basically how they got unlucky in Philadelphia. I know that feels like it was over and done with, but that's going to come back in two weeks. And well, who, do you, who do you think is going to bring it up nonstop to the team? And if they win, it's going to come out that all Sirianni did was show clips of that because for two months, that's all they talked about. Yep. And mainly the main guy. I mean, Debo talked about it nonstop. So he's, he's got a target on his back in yep. that game. Now those guys can't cover him, Right. But I'm just saying like they, they use that as a whole team like that. Jason Kelsey gets to use that. Lane Johnson gets to use that. A.J. Brown. Like, the whole squad gets to use that motivation of, like, one of, if not their best player, thinks you you guys aren't as good as them. Like, even though you beat them fair and square. Like, you KO'd right. their quarterback. Part of knocking out the quarterback is, like, it's part of the sport. Right? right. He didn't get hurt fall, tripping off the bus. Your yeah. premier pass rusher beat their guy and got to him. To me, it's different of like, you know, Purdy had broke his ankle the week before. We were winning the game late. We didn't have him for the whole game. No, like, we fucked him up. Remember when you're back up? You're going to have a – who do you think's on that side now? Not, you don't have two Trent Williams still. Like, whoever you're blocking on the other side where Redick is, is going to be some combination of, if it's not Kittle, McKivitz, and whoever, if it's your backup tight end, right? <laughs> it, I think the Eagles like their chances. In terms of like that, like that matchup hasn't changed over there. I've Kyle's going to start the game with a seven-step drop. He might just to prove a point. And and listen, I, I think the Niners, when they're playing well, are better than the Eagles. But I, I do think the Eagles are going to get some an easy BP fastball with the motivation. They've saved that. Yeah. Yep. The Niners don't get to be the motivated ones for that game. Maybe they will be. Maybe they'll be motivated, but they don't get to act like the motivated, the wronged ones. I bet that's a huge point of just conversation that week. Philly bring oh, it yeah. up. <laughs> oh, yeah. We feel like the underdogs because they don't respect us. Right. I mean, they don't. Debo's like said they sucked. I mean, Debo's like, yeah, they can't cover anybody. Like his words weren't just like, hey, we could. It, listen, totally understandable. Like they were pretty like specific. They were never going to be able to cover us. <laughs> he kept saying that. <laughs> it's not like, hey, we thought, you know, we got the advantage here. Like they can't cover us. Darius Slay still like their guys are still there. Pass we're going to find out. Now Bradbury has struggled, but it's easy to talk about the Eagles game when you're playing the Bucks. <laughs> Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off 
right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised crate free and wild caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, you you want to hear this? Uh, t- so Tim Kawakami said on his uh, podcast today, John, that uh, 
when the Haberman and Middlecoff podcast hits his feed, it's an immediate listen. So uh, I'm going to play something for you from his show. You tell me if you've, if, uh, what you think of this. He presses them. There's no, I mean, I'll just say generally. Let me reset it back up here. He's, he's, uh, he's talking about Kyle Shanahan. There's no, I mean, I'll just say generally he presses everybody. They talk about it. John kind of has to calm it down. And I think sometimes if you read into John saying, I might not do this a long time, it's because of how much he has to do to calm everybody. He had it like, he's told me like, Sometimes he had to come down there multiple times when Sala and and, and Shanahan were ready to go. At. Not you know not fight, but they were not getting along because Kyle like he is on these guys and on the players. But I think the players respect that. Might that not last twenty years? Yeah, it goes on and on. But then my voice popped in, and so I edited that out. Who would you like in the uh, the fight? Sala, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I got to think Shanahan would just – you would have to put Shanahan on an ambulance to get him to stop fighting. Well, he'd bite. You know, he'd scratch. He'd, right. He'd, he'd, he would – you know, Sala would just hit you like Chuck Liddell or something, I feel like. I think Kyle would ball grabs, you know, penis. Draymond. You call him Draymond. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> Draymond – what Draymond would do if the NBA was the big three. Like if there were no – he could do whatever he wanted. Prison rules. I, that's how I feel Kyle would fight because he, he would be at a big disadvantage. Uh, so when I texted you that clip today, you said what? Well, two things. I didn't tell you this, but I, I do think the first couple of years were pretty ugly. You know, Robert Sala was a pretty big stretch, a defensive coordinator at the time, given that I don't think he had other options to be a defensive coordinator. I think Kyle, they'd kind of struck out on some other DCs. And it was ugly. I mean, they they were terrible. And I, I think they had one win before Jimmy showed up, and he didn't start playing until, like, December. <laughs> I mean, they were god-awful. And that second year, he tears his ACL a couple games into the season, and they were, again, very, very shitty, which led to Nick Bosa, meaning they had the number two overall pick. So when you're really crappy in the NFL, and you're not happy-go-lucky guy, and even happy-go-lucky guy on the outside, Andy or Pete Carroll – between the buildings during the week, you're working long hours. People are on edge. I I think it's a very tense situation. The other factor is, now, obviously, this was a four-year stretch if we're talking about Robert Sala, but I, I think those first two years were probably really, really difficult uh, because it got pretty good after year two, right, on defense. So he wasn't going to be screaming at them when they're fucking eight and no. I, I do think Kyle, first-time head coach, Naturally, you hear McVay and Saul and those guys talk about him, or even LaFleur when he was the OC at like Washington. He's clearly tightly wound. Uh, I could imagine it was just really tense. But I, I do think the NFL and football in general is just a like, I, I think if you walked into any Power Five program who is struggling or even successful. Like I've heard stories. I know a lot of people that have worked for Nick Saban while they won national championships. It's not fucking hunky dory every day. You think like it's a lot of people are smiling at USC, you know, uh, I, I bet Michigan, Ohio state, like these are intense Oregon. Like it's just, it's just an intense environment. Now in college, you usually maybe have like the director of football. Who's kind of the intermediary in the NFL. 
I, I bet a lot of time it is a GM, you know, that kind of plays like we need to calm down. We need to, because you're not living as a GM. Your stresses are different, right? You know, you're not coaching the players. You're not putting the game plan. When things fuck up, it's not really your fault. I mean, a player might not be good enough. So you get to play kind of this unique role. But I, I don't think it's that. It sounds kind of crazy. And we've Tim's mentioned this before. Kind of John's that's John's role. But I, I think that's kind of the NFL, man. I, I, I think we speak about it more because those guys aren't like cloak and dagger. Like, Bel- what do you think? There's what do you think happens in New England? I'm not talking now they suck, but when they were good. I, I just don't think it's that abnormal uh, in, in football to just be a tense. I mean, I work for Andy Reid, and it's just you're kind of on your you just stand it up straight head on a, when you were losing for sure. Winning, you just it's natural. Everyone's a little happier. That's the whole point of the sport. When you're losing, and remember, they lost the third, the fourth year too. Like after the Super Bowl it was pretty ugly. But they were better on defense. It was more the offense's fault. Yeah, I, I guess my point is, I, I think it sounds a little crazier than it actually is in practice in the sport. I believe you. I think you're probably right, but I also think it highlights this specific dynamic because Kyle, if I told you 25 years from now, is Kyle still 20 years from now? Is Kyle Shanahan still coaching football? You'd go. Yeah. Is John Lynch still a GM of an NFL team? I wouldn't think for a second that John Lynch is still a GM of an NFL team, right? Kyle's found himself pretty unique partner in John Lynch, not just a guy that hadn't done it, but that he believed in, but for John, I mean, think about like the situation Mike Mayock had to take on. He took on a situation with a total, totally in control head coach, who was an offensive play caller, who clearly respected him. He hired him. Mayock was well respected around the NFL, but he was not a, about, it doesn't seem like, to let Mike uh, not manipulate him, but. Mike just – you couldn't possibly have the stature that John Lynch has as it relates to Kyle. I mean, Kyle's dad coached the guy. Kyle grew up as a kid when this guy was on a team. I, I was texting you earlier, like, John Lynch is one of Kyle's football heroes. The The stature that John has uh, with Kyle is going to be really hard to replicate with whoever has to one day replace John Lynch in this organization. Well, I would say – you know, Kyle, if you remember, got a start in Tampa Bay with Gruden. I don't know if John Lynch might have been gone by then, but usually, obviously, if he was gone, he was with Kyle's dad. That when you have a guy like John Lynch still had years left when Denver signed him. Like I, I would say, when you think John Lynch's Hall of Fame career, you think Tampa Bay, right? Team yep. captain, Bucks. Yep. But he was still a good player for the Broncos. But usually when you get a guy who's still got something left, that especially with a legendary coach, that coach has always loved that guy. He's just when you're a great player, like you're not available. Like Andy got Alex Smith. I'm not saying Alex was as good as John Lynch, not a Hall of Famer, but like Andy had loved him for seven, eight years. So you just get the opportunity. Well, what makes it unique is I think Mike and Kyle look at football exactly the same. How many times, like if Kyle was in junior high or high school? Just like, Dad, you got to get John Lynch. Or maybe Mike's like, I John, I fucking love John Lynch. You should see this guy on film, son. And I, there's no chance that they didn't have those conversations, right? And I, I do think 
John would have respect no matter what. Like comparing John to Mike Mayock, who TV personality had made it to the NFL. But John was a legendary NFL player. Just a legendary, I would just say, person in football. There, there's not many just the casual sports fan that is, you know, 35 to 60 years old. Like you say, John Lynch. It's just, you know, it'd be like saying, I don't even know who, you know, just Zach Thomas. Yeah, but there are certain, but I, I was just going to go like other sports, you know, like oh, Gary oh. Payton or, you know, he was just, he was just a staple famous guy in a sport. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just baseball players like, I don't know, fucking Jay Buhner. That's not even good enough. Like he's, he's a Hall of Famer. Like, Derek Jeter, you know, whoever, but he's just, you just say his name that Derek Jeter's more famous, but you know what I mean? He's just, he was a Robbie very, Alomar. very famous, very, very famous player. Feels like even higher than that. Higher than Robbie Alomar? Uh, Jim Tomey. Because part of it, yeah, he's, he, he's an American player too. Mark Teixeira. Yeah, bigger. Um, Because it'd be someone in the 90s, so they were just way more famous than like Frank Mark Thomas. Teixeira. Too famous. Too famous, but similar dual sport athlete. I I, I just think Kirby like Puckett. John Lynch. Yeah, played for Bill Walsh. I think that John Lynch, the moment they win a Super Bowl, like dealing with this, like I do think John Lynch likes being in the trenches because you don't stay if you don't like being in the trenches. Yeah. I didn't care that much about being in the trenches, but I didn't play fucking NFL football. I didn't play college football. Like I, I watch. I listened to some of Pat Burrell. He, uh, KNBR had him on, the new hitting coach for Bob. I mean, Pat Burrell is rich. He is a notorious playboy. Yet when I heard him talking to Murph and Mac, just talking about like already reaching out to guys, like that guy's a junkie. Like he really likes well, he baseball. He was scouting for, I remember seeing him in a college baseball game. And I heard like, I think he got married, kind of things calmed down from that perspective. He was like scouting, like beating the bushes, right? You did that. Like, it's not for the unfocused and the unmotivated. But clearly, once he got a little taste of it, he really liked it, right? Yeah. Because he – and he wanted more. Now, John got to skip steps just to become the coolest part of the job. Because the of other work he, that he'd done, earned it. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know. You To me, like, GMs and coaches sometimes complain. I don't even know if earned. He got an opportunity, and he's, as, he's equipped, Right. And, uh, well, for this job, he's got the right skill set. Yeah. And he, what did he do immediately? He brought in guys that have been GMs and another guy that apprenticed under Elway and Belichick. So he immediately did not act like a wine. I know all the players to pick. I got Adam Peters who had came up the scouting way with big time teams and won Super Bowls and Martin Mayhew that he had also played in the league, but had like worked his way into a scout and become a GM. So, like, he immediately just surrounded himself, you know, with guys that know what they're doing. But I guess my point is, is because I listened to John with Tim, whatever, a week or two back after the uh, the bye week. And he mentioned, like, I, you know, I'm not going to say never. I think you come this far, like, I want to win a Super Bowl. I did this. I did this to win a Super Bowl. I want a Super Bowl as a player. I'm in the Hall of Fame. I want a Super Bowl as a GM. Like, I, I'd be in pretty – I don't think he's doing it, like – Ultimately, that stuff's kind of hollow, but I've already come this far. I've already worked the hours when we were shitty in the number two pick. We've been close. I think once you win a Super Bowl, it, you would be nervous that he could go at any moment. I'm not saying he would. Maybe he gets a taste. Like, why can't I win two? Well, if they won why this can't... year, would that be the year to walk away? <laughs> that assumes that, like, 
he's already really thought about it. Cause it doesn't feel like he, did he come that close to Amazon? Cause it, it feels like they wanted him and he didn't really. Uh, it feels like you put so much money in front of somebody. They've got to take your phone call and take exactly. It. I, I feel like McVeigh came way closer than John, right? Yeah. I mean, McVeigh's thinking about like, is actively talking about leaving kind of proactive. No one, no one brought it up, right? He proactively talks about not wanting to coach forever. Feels like Lynch was out of the game. Like it's different because Lynch was out of the game. Like Lynch came back for the drug, right? John came back for it. I don't see how if you win a championship this year with two year in the league, Brock Purdy, how do you walk away now to go? Especially after you've watched all do like say what you want. You you you, like you watch the Amazon show that could have been you. You you like no this is Thursday night football, Panthers Bears no uh, Niners GM. Yeah. Well, Herb Street is not. But Herb it's not even about that. Just, for five years, right? Yeah, they're yeah, going to have a new yeah. guy. So they're going to keep throwing money around. Al's adamant that he's coming back, but they're just going to be enormous players. Like that ju- that seat is just going to open up, and they're, they're not going to not come back after the big names. Like right? they right. would still want Sean McVay. If John Lynch were to win a Super Bowl, he I mean, make a lot of sense. I mean, they, th- those two guys still make a ton of sense. Like they, it's hard to get better than that. I saw. Kawakami was tweeting about it. Jason Kelsey, because they're like promoting the Amazon show or whatever, was at they had their bye week and was in the booth with Herb Street. And now Michaels, were you watching last week when he was in the booth? No. And people were like, uh, is this he gonna be in that seat next year? Like when he retires? And he'd be good. But like he would be a guy that would make sense, right? Big famous name. But they had the chance to do that this year with like Richard Sherman or whatever. They went with or two years ago, they went with Herb Street. We'll see next year if if Brady really does go work for Fox, right, on the number one game or not. What does Olsen do? Uh, but I I I would feel. See, I don't think if you're Amazon, you're saying like, do you hire just Greg Olson? Yeah. Not you know, knowing, part, I don't know his contract. Maybe he's under contract. I don't know. Part of Tom Brady to me, it's like he still feels really famous when he does shit and gets to do whatever he wants. He's just, I, I would bet I, it feels like I, he's going to call seen, games every Sunday. Well, that's what I said when it happened. I, I'm with you. And if you're Greg, like, let's say you had that opportunity. If you're Greg, do you go to the number two crew, hang around? Maybe Tom shuts it down in two years, and you're back on the Super Bowl, right? Amazon doesn't have a Super Bowl. Like when you stay with Fox or CBS or NBC, maybe he replaces, but like you get to do the Super Bowl. I think that's a pretty big deal for those guys. How could it not be? I feel like Tom is still several years away from losing a lot of the shine and the fame that part of the reason he would go do that is for. I still feel like he's really, really famous and and part of conversation. And just if he says something, like if he said something right now, just – tweeted something about Belichick and the Patriots. Like, it'd be the biggest story in football, right? Like, had, like, a legit take. Like, yeah, I, I don't even know what he would say, but, like, actually talk like a human, not like some corporate being. Or let's just say he was... Yeah, Robert Kraft would be crazy to let Bill go. It, exactly. Like, was on record, like, one of the athletic guys, or Mike Reese, like, just went on record and talked about the current state of the Patriots. It would be the biggest story tomorrow in football. Like, gave legit quotes. Or... or I think it's time for, I think he's lost his fastball. I could tell he was losing it. Like it just had lit. So to me, that shows you like his power is still really strong. 
Uh, and I don't think he just needs money. But ultimately, I guess what I'm saying here is Tom is so recent in the trenches. Like John had been away for a while, right? Retires 07, 08, goes to TV. I, I think TV, when you've done it, if you're him, especially doing like the numbers, it's probably just got boring. And they often say it, like coaches and players, like I don't win or lose. Yeah. Yeah. There is no, there's nothing for him to get that juice, which he craves. Some guys, some guys don't want that, right? Like you watch Greg Olson, I think he likes it. Some guys are natural media guys. Not that that's my big issue with the media in general, with former coaches and players. Like you don't even, you're not even, why are you doing this? Like when Drew Brees got hired to NBC, you're like, this doesn't make any sense. What, 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 like Peyton well, Manning is feel like you want to be there, right? You watch Peyton, you're like, Peyton wants to be doing this right now. It comes exactly the skin. But you could tell watching Peyton when he was a player and would he get going, you're like, he's Philip Rivers who just doesn't want to do it. But if he did, he'd be awesome. Some guys yeah. are like, this is never going to work. Right. <laughs> never. Like Jason Garrett. Like it just doesn't work. Does not well, work. He, he does work though for a lot of money per year for several years. <laughs> Who? Sure. Jason Garrett. He is currently yeah. working for yeah. NBC. He's getting paid a lot of money. Scott uh, said the stat, Mac Jones has lost as many home games as Brady did in his entire career. I've not seen that stat. Brady did have CJ uh, Stroud on his Let's Go podcast, and he bet CJ one of his – he bet one of his Super Bowl rings on the Ohio State-Michigan game this week. I don't know what CJ gives him, but – He took Michigan? Yeah. Uh, Bosa and Chase Young. I wonder if they both have uh, bad blood for uh, Baker this week. Something to watch for. Ba- Baker may not survive if those two guys. Did you see there was a photo? I tweeted. I don't know if you saw it. It was Hargrave, Chase Young, and Bosa all sacking Trevor Lawrence, which I think was the fumble play. And I just looking at it going, that's a 300. Bosa's 170. Hargrave's 80. Rookie contract for Chase Young's 35, but what's he about to get? What, what what do you think? What's the floor on Chase Young's next contract, you think? That's a he, he's a fascinating one. Uh it's not 50, maybe guarantee, but just like the total value, right? Like Hargrave's guarantee wasn't 80, but that's the total value of his four-year contract. You know, guaranteed. Depends how Hargrave, looks, Hargrave was. Yeah, it depends how it looks. I think that injury thing scares teams. It's like, well, McGlinchey just got four or five for 80 and 50 guaranteed. But you're like, the one thing McGlinchey had is he was kind of reliable. I don't know. He's a pass rusher. Maybe someone gives him four years, $100 million. Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's 50, a, 60 million dollars. It's like, it's, like a, it's a 300 plus million dollar group when those three guys tackle you, not to mention Armstead. As it is, it's a $285 million group just based on the money that is committed to them on paper or ha- or they have earned already. So, like, when you go, like, well, I don't know, you know, Kyle's got to get this offense going. It starts with uh, – you said it. You've said it, so I'm not breaking ground here. Other people have said it. It really – it does start with that group of guys. Like, they play from ahead because of those guys. They get after the quarterback. They get off the field on third down. They create turnovers, and they play from ahead with those dudes. Why are you grinning? Totally making fun of my McGlinchy comments. Reliable and, in in terms of he's on the field. He was reliable. You re- re- you're getting. Let's replace reliable with available. Predictable. Predictable available. available. Re- rely reliable like would be bit. like, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey's reliable. Use check is reliable. Yeah. Availability and reliability 
are not the same things. That's right. So my car is in the driveway. It's available to me. But if it doesn't start, yeah. Or if it might break down, it's not reliable. I like that. Uh, you got any picks for this weekend? You see there's three top 10. There's three rank. There's three college games this week that are ranked against ranked. And two of them are in the Pac-12. And one of them is Utah, Arizona. The other one is Oregon State, Washington. And then like K-State, Kansas is the other. Because USC and UCLA, neither are ranked anymore. That's right? right. It's a bad week because usually to me, Thanksgiving week is like one of the best college football weeks of the of the year. Because <clears throat> it's always the rivalry week. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, Auburn, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan. It's it's pretty incredible. Couple weeks stretch. Because that week, then right into the championship week. Yep. Because those games, I mean, especially if one, if two of the teams are good, are just just incredible theater. Because I heard someone talking about it, the thing college has is, you know, part of rivalries as they get broken up, as these conferences change, is like it doesn't, the Apple Cup doesn't really matter. Obviously, it's better if they're both 10-win teams. But if one team sucks, the game is still really matters yeah. to the to the consumer, right? Yeah. I mean, best case scenario, you get what Ohio State-Michigan has been this week. But like Oregon and Oregon State, now, that's a bad example, too, because they're both good. But Auburn, Alabama does not, even though someone, a scout, had told me that, like, the one problem with Alabama is most players, especially with the transfer portal and everything, now view, like, LSU as the rival. Like, they don't even, like, in fairness, like, why would you view Auburn? But, I mean, Auburn is their rival. But, like, it's, it's like they view Auburn like they would Mississippi State or something. I mean, I, I, honestly, I haven't even really looked at the slate. Uh, the NFL slate, if you're listening to this before Thursday night, Bengals, Ravens, Thursday. Sunday, Seahawks. Uh, sorry, Vikings, Broncos. Broncos could be 5-5 five and five with a win at home. Yeah, that's, that's Sunday night football, I think. Sunday night football. And then Monday night's Eagles, Chiefs. Who, do, who does Seattle play? Seattle plays at the Rams. That's a win. Raiders at Dolphins. We talked it's about that game. game on our Raiders it's a big game for on our Raiders pod, which you can subscribe to. Who uh, is Nick Zajecki? Niners alignment. I don't know. People keep just Kikel? saying corn bicep. I don't. I don't even know who this is. Never <laughs> heard of the guy. You missed camp, John. You didn't have your depth chart out there like me. Torn bicep. What playing? Uh, lifting. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. When I saw that news, I was like. How many snaps? Um, have you watched more than five minutes of the Packers this year? I'm not sure that I have. They play the Chargers this week. Yeah, because I played on Monday Night Football, but I haven't. I mean, okay. It. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've watched a decent amount. Sneaky like game this week. Jets, Bills. That's a big one. I've been in on the Jets all year, John. They play a lot of close games and on national television. That's probably why I've been in on them. Are the Cardinals about to go on a little run here? Who do they play? Texans. Texans. Uh, uh. Anyway. Oh, one one last thing. I forgot about this before we go. Uh, somebody was talking some shit to us. Uh, hold on. Let me find it. Here we go. From our last show. Let me get this up. Stand by. 
so you can see it. Is this it? Nope, that's just a picture of John. Hold on. Getting there. Here's coming. Hold on. I'm not even going to edit the silence out of the podcast. Uh, who the fuck is this? Here we go. Uh, Sean, I don't even know what this is. Dean. Dean says, this is from the last pod, John. He says, did you guys really say, quote, I think Jerry Rice probably owns the all-time TD record on the air, and you recorded it, and you let everybody hear it? Question mark. Uh, yeah, you know, we we don't fake it around here. Stupid stuff doesn't get edited out. And well, we're, um, we're we're right. Yeah, we're right. right. But his point is like, did you really like say I think he probably has the record instead of just knowing uh, Jerry's record like you know the back of your own hand? And we don't apologize, John. We make we make no apologies. I just wanted to take that head on, acknowledge it. And um, I, I do not I, care. My other take would be on big picture. Jerry Rice hasn't played in the league in 20 plus years. And records in, in football specifically, you could argue just records in sports in general, I, I would say are way less powerful than they've ever been to the casual sports fan. Like when we were kids, the version of us at 40 years old talking about football or basketball or ba- definitely baseball in like 1993. If we were 40 years old in 1993, it's a huge part of the conversation. I, I, I've i never talked to anybody now and talk about, unless like McCaffrey, you, the, the game's going on, you're discussing it. No one discusses records, numbers anymore like that. They, and it, Which is kind of ironic because the analytical movement is very strong. But... That's a good example of if you just went to a diehard football fan and say, how many touchdowns Jerry Rice have in his career? And who's top three all-time touchdowns? Maybe they would get, you know, throw fucking shit at the wall and hope it would stick. But besides Jerry Rice, no one would get it. I, I just don't think, like, uh, this isn't the historian podcast. I'm not, I'm not even getting mad at this guy. <laughs> my, my, my point is that I, I, I don't think any of that's relevant. Like, I, I when no, I used to listen not. to Chris Russo... He used to pound the table like no one even knows the history. It's one thing to know the history of like who was good and stuff. I don't think records matter at all if you're just talking about sports. And again, we were right. We said he probably has the record. That came out, and he does. <laughs> hey, we were we were right. John, uh, let's see. Can you get for people listening? If you're watching, you can see the list. Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, T.O., Chris Carter, four, Marvin Harrison, five. But like all time touchdowns, if you factor well, in rushing, of well, because I, 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 that's what I brought up. It's like, oh, okay, he has two hundred and eight, and no one has any more. Emmett, Emmett has one hundred seventy five, so it's like Emmett and Ladainian Tomlinson one seventy five. Like he blows everyone out of the water. Like a top twenty is like Barry Sanders has one hundred nine. So yeah, I mean Jerry has it. But again, like Jerry Rice is very famous, obviously just an all-time famous athlete slash in the Bay Area. He's one of the greatest athletes of all time. If you just start asking, people go, God, he had some historic numbers. When's the, How many people did our, our podcast listenership is between 45 and 30? Like, again, he has not played in 20 years. 20 years. It's a long fucking time. 20, we were in high school when he was on the Raiders. High school. 
I'm almost I'm not far away from 40 years old. Uh, he's a lot know, older. Sometimes when I see him with the 49er yeah. chain, like he's a lot older than you realize when you factor in. He still looks good, but like he's been gone for a long time of playing football. Like some I, of those guys, like Randy Moss, you know, was on Jim Harbaugh's 49er team, which is still a long time ago, but it's not that long ago. Right. The thing that always stands out to me when I look at one of these old lists is when you see like – Jim Brown finished playing football in 1965 and is still top 10 all time in NFL touchdowns. John Riggins, top 15, hasn't played football since the year I was born, since 85. Right? Like those are the guys that always kind of jump off of these lists to me. Yeah, that's impressive. Jerome, would you have picked Jerome Bettis for top 30? I just think with Priest Holmes and Marshawn Lynch. I think if you played in the 80s and 90s and you were a good running back, you got a lot of touchdowns. You're just scoring a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. Like, like it took Randy Moss. Like, wide receivers, there aren't that many wide receivers on that list, you notice, that are old. There wasn't, like, some great 1980s wide right. receiver boom. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Chris yes. Carter was playing in the 90s. Harrison, 2000s. My guess, so when 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 Steve Largent retired. Lenny Moore, that's who, I think that's who oh, yeah. McCaffrey was chasing. <laughs> Spats was his nickname. Ninth overall pick in the 56th draft. You're right, John. This is the guy. 56th draft. Gary Glick went one. Don't make those names like they used to. Joe Marconi. What a group. Tex Schreier. Old names. They don't. We just don't name people like we used to. Tex. All right. Spats. I wonder what the, wonder what the age is on the guy that sent us that tweet. Because <laughs> honestly, the guy's 60 years old or 55 years no, old. I don't totally understand it, which is okay. never underestimate that on Twitter. Sometimes guys older than you think. I get that in my Instagram DMs. Yeah. You can ne- never just think it's a 23 year old. 23 year olds aren't on Twitter. I said something about Montana the other day. Uh, and I got multiple messages from guys who are like, I watched Montana. And it wasn't like controversial. It was just like, let me tell you what people thought about Montana in 83. Like, fuck what, yeah, I want to hear. That's what tell I'm saying. Me, please. I have no issue with that guy if he's 56 years old. Because th- if you experience it, right, it's like someone says, wait, you just said Tiger Woods might be good at golf. You know, it'd be something in 20 years. It's like, well, that guy never saw him play. It says when me and you were going to interview Dan Marino, we pulled up YouTube. We're like, holy fuck. <laughs> like we knew, but we didn't know. It's like, like, I can't talk. Like you meet a guy that was a big basketball fan that like was in the eighties. They'll be like, I'll t- Larry Bird, Larry Bird. Are you, you ever d- discredit his name? Larry Bird wouldn't hang. It's why they get so offended when the JJ Reddicks and shit start talking shit. They're like, shut your fucking mouth, bro. That guy would die. Koozie? The koozie thing was crazy, but it feels like that they kind of jumped the shark sometime with koozie and try to get like try to include like a Larry Bird type. Or if anyone does it with quarterbacks, like, yeah, you know, it's was damn Marino. People are like it's full stop. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> yep. All right. On that note, anything else to add? Nope. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging. Later. Peace. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.